You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. So, here you are. Too foreign for home. Too foreign for here. Never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo. Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Jan. Welcome to a special International Women's Day episode of Diaspora Blues. I am Ayan Shirwa. Over the weekend, I reached out to some of my friends and I asked them, can I get your thoughts on what breaking the bias means to you? They basically said two things. Yes, but also what the hell does that even mean? And after this song, we're going to find out.
face. So bitch, now that you saw a veggie video, I saw you wildin', actin' like a fool. Uh. I peeped you out the window, jumping girls after school. But where did all of this come from? What? A minute ago, you was a nerd and nobody ever heard of you. Now you a wannabe. Hard. You barely know your ABC. Please. There's plenty of people out there with triggers ready to pull it. Why you trying to jump in front of the bullet? Young lady. Uh. And real bad girls are the silent type. Join 3CR for a day of special programming in celebration of International Women's Day on Tuesday the 8th of March. With a stellar lineup featuring 24 hours of international current affairs, music, arts, activism, culture and much, much more. This is a unique broadcast that you won't hear anywhere else. We'll bring you the usual celebration of non-conforming feminism. No leadership breakfast here. Just 24 hours of grassroots radical discussions by women and gender non-conforming presenters, producers and musicians dismantling the patriarchy. Taking collective action and imagining the future of feminism. This year's celebrations include a street party in the lane alongside 3CR from 4pm to 8pm in Little Victoria Street. There'll be music, performers, food and friends. Can't make it? You can also listen live. This is a COVID safe event. So join 3CR in celebrating the amazing women and gender non-conforming people in your community from midnight Monday the 7th of March until midnight on Tuesday the 8th of March. For full details, head to the website 3cr.org.au slash IWD2022. You're listening to a special International Women's Day episode of Diaspora Blues. I am Ayan Shirwa. Up now is a few of my girlfriends explaining what breaking the bias means to them. Breaking the bias is this year's International Women's Day theme. I am a daughter, I am a sister, I am a mother of two boys, Um, I'm a nurse, I've lived in Australia most of my life, mostly in Melbourne, but have lived previously in Sydney and Brisbane. My name is Anink Aisha Akani, I'm 34 years old, I am a second generation African Australian born citizen with both my parents immigrants to Australia. My mother is from Tanzania, East Africa, and my father is from Benin, West Africa. My name is Areed. I am Eritrean, um, born and raised in Melbourne. I work in the field of education at the moment and have spent lots and lots of years working in the media, particularly in radio and community radio. (laughs) 
the biases that I deal with in my personal life is I think after you get divorced and several years go past, people expect you to get remarried or even have another partner so fast. I've noticed that several people always ask me, oh, you know, your children are getting older. Why have you not remarried? Or even as far as going, oh, let me introduce you to somebody before, you know, your boys get older. And I think sometimes people might think that, you know, that's encouraging. It's you don't know what work I'm doing to get to where I want to get to, even though that we're trying to break down those barriers with this generation. But I think with the elderly, you have to be married at a certain age. And if you're not, then that's when, you know, they'll start asking you unknown questions. Also, if you're divorced, why you haven't gotten remarried? I think also even with girls that are married that don't have children straight away, even, you know, they get asked, oh, why haven't you had a baby yet, you know? But people don't know what people are going through. I work in the health sector, and in the health sector, what I've noticed is that when young African girls come into these fields that are white counterparts usually either feel threatened, I don't know exactly what it is, but they often give African girls a lot of hard time. I see it even within my hospital, I see it. Like I have to often go up to young nurses and tell them, hey, I'm not sure what you've experienced previous to this placement, but if you are not on top of your game, they will give you a hard time. So make sure you are on top of your game, which I often think that students don't have to be subjected to such things. In my personal life, I was often kind of discriminated in the fact that I am like mixed race. So I used to always have people classify me as not being um, sometimes African enough or undecided because I do have other um, mixes in me. Um, I also think that as a 34-year-old woman who's single, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to be married, have kids. Special life is interesting because being a woman, firstly, um, in that in the creative industry, it's quite hard to be, um, especially textile industry, there's not a lot of black women textile designers. So that in itself is something that is missing. And I, I find that a lot of the jobs I've been, uh, that I've had people probably have just hired me based on, you know, ticking the boxes or filling the gap. So having to um, fit into the white man's world of textile design and in the design industry, so that's had, that's had a lot of challenges in the, in the sense where I've always had to work a lot harder to prove myself. Um, and I think that um, it can be very tiring and draining, but at the same time, I feel like we need more African artists and more African textile designers. I'd say the biases that I deal with are twofold in my personal and professional life. I think that there are the biases that are, exist in a country like Australia um, when you're African that you might internalise. So sometimes you might hold yourself back from something or not behave in a certain way because you anticipate that the standard is that the system will be biased against you, whether it's the workplace, whether it's in social settings, whatever. And on the other hand, of course, I'm African, feasibly racialized, I'm a woman. Um, and so sometimes, and I think this is 
probably more often than not in a professional setting, the expectation is that you possibly don't really know your work, you possibly are inexperienced, you might not know what it is that you need to be doing or you might not know the answers. Often it comes out when you are in a professional setting and you are right and maybe the person that you're working alongside or below is not right and that causes a bit of fragility and the biases are amplified. So I think it manifests in a lot of different ways and I think I think the important, like the key part of that is that sometimes bias is so pervasive that we internalise it and we we live it and that is really unfortunate. I hope you're enjoying this segment. When we come back, we'll hear more from these fabulous, fabulous girls. In Your Face would like to thank Thorn Harbour Health for their sponsorship of this program. Thorn Harbour Health envisions a healthy future for our gender, sex and sexuality diverse communities, a future without HIV, and a future where all people live with dignity and respect. To find out more, search Thorn Harbour Health on your search engine or Facebook. Welcome back to a special International Women's Day episode of Diaspora Blues. I am Ayan Shirwa and I'm also losing my voice. <coughs> so I do apologize about that. We're now going to listen to the second half of a segment that includes some voices from women who are very dear to me. I called them girls earlier. I don't like that. Um, so I just want to correct that. They are women. Um, In this next half, they look at what keeps them sane and also the support networks that they have. I have a group of fellow Africans who also are going through the same thing. We lean on each other, you know, we talk about what has happened to us, you know, during that day or, you know, often calling each other, telling each other what happened. On top of all that, I also lean on to my therapist a lot. Um, she helps me through a lot of the situations which I don't understand why it's even happening. Like I said, it's very hard to reach out in those situations because you don't always have someone to talk to. You always have to be careful of who you speak to. And I've found that it's very hard to find a person that you can actually, even HR, for instance, and HR or your, your project manager or your operational manager doesn't necessarily always have your best interests at heart. And I think also being a minority doesn't help sometimes because they might think that you're overreacting. So it comes to um, having a lot of inner strength. I'm quite strong in my sense of self. However, I do find that I can be private and not, not speak up. So I always find that I have at least one person I can talk to, whether it's a co-worker or um, maybe a mentor of some sort. And I end up finding the courage to speak up when I'm being bullied or being treated in a wrong way. So... The moral is people often pick on you because they think that you're quiet and reserved at first, but they don't actually realise that there's a fire in your belly that ignites when you feel it's time to express yourself and communicate your truth. And I find that once that happens, once you, you flip the narrative and once you gain the strength to say, hang on a minute, don't treat me that way, um, hang on a minute, um, refer to me as my name, not she or her or whatever, 
speak to me and not speak at me. Our young people in our community come from community. They hold community. They know what that is. They come from strength. They hold strength. They know what that is. It's all in them. You know, it's about unlocking something that already exists. It's not about informing young people about who they are and how they're perceived because even if they haven't processed it, even if they might not have the language for it, they know, right? It's all, like, in there. So it's like two things. On one hand, you want to be honest and truthful about their lived experience. You don't want to tell them that, you know, it's fine. You know, we live in Australia, it's okay, you'll be fine. Surely this and this might happen to you because... If they've experienced it, that's their reality. Um, but you also don't want them to be bogged down in that reality because then that limits their imagination, right? And what I want for myself and what I want for, like, our future, the future of Africans in this country or the future of, like, communities of colour in this country is that our young people's imaginations are not limited when they're so, so little because then it's a matter of having to unlearn all of this stuff that, takes a long time and requires so much healing. So in terms of having these conversations um, with young people, it is about affirming what they know um, and then reminding them of our strengths, right? Like I think often, you know, one big thing that a lot of young people talk with me about is, you know, racism, right? And how Africans are perceived around the world, questions about slavery and colonisation and what white people have done to us and all of those things, which are incredibly important to understand and wrap your head around at any age. But then sometimes the conversation ends there and it's about this has happened and this has happened and this was awful and we experienced this and this was awful. And in order to remind us of our strength and remind us of like all of the power that we have, we can have these honest conversations, but then we also need to have honest conversations about the strength and resilience of our people. Before we started this interview, thinking about breaking the bias, for me, really didn't sit right. Not because I don't think that it is our job to break bias, because in, in some ways it is, as long as we have decided that that's what we want to do. But I think, you know, we kind of have already spoken about it a little bit. The bias doesn't belong to me. I don't own it, I don't hold it, unless it is my bias that I am projecting onto other people, right, which we all do. If it's about breaking that bias, the bias that you hold about, you know, which we all do about whoever it might be for whatever reason, if it's about breaking that and unlearning that, that's one thing. But the bias that is projected onto you, it's not my job to, to break. I think that um, it's important to... Remind ourselves, as you were saying before, what isn't isn't in our hands, but also reminding of reminding ourselves that our job in a society is to function. Well, for me, I would say this for myself. My job in a, in, my, in this society is to function as part of a community, and is to function as someone who will and has and will continue to be part of a community. And I can't imagine that. Anything outside of that is necessarily in my control and I don't really care to break a bias that was never mine to begin with. Girls, you know you better watch out. Some guys, some guys are only about that thing, that thing, that thing, that
and never called you again Remember when he told you he was about to Benjamin's You act like you and him, they give him a little trim to begin Now you think you really gon' pretend Like you wasn't down and you called him again Plus when you give it up so easy you ain't even fooling him If you did it then, then you probably can Talking out your neck, saying you're a Christian A Muslim sleeping with the gin Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in Who you gon' tell when the repercussions spin? Showing off your ass cause you thinking it's a trend, girlfriend Let me break it down for you again You know I only said cause I'm truly genuine Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gin, baby girl Respect is just the minimum And you still defending them now Lauren is only human Don't think I haven't been through the same predicament Let it sit inside your head Million women in Philly pen. It's silly when girls sell their souls because it's sin. Look at where you be in. Hair weaves like Europeans. Fake nails done by Koreans. Come again. And it's Tim's and it's women, him and it's men Come in the club like hooligans Don't care who they you've been, poppin' yeah like you got yeah. Let's stop pretend The one to pack pissed out by the waist, man Crissed out by the casement Still the name of this basement The pretty face man Claiming that they did a bit, man Need to take care of their three and four kids Been the face in court case When the child supports late Money taking home, breaking Now you wonder why women hate me The sneaky silent man The punk domestic violence man The quick to shoot the semen Stop acting like boys and be men How you gon' win when you ain't right with them? How you gon' win when you ain't right with them? How you gon' win when you ain't right within? Uh-uh, come again Lauren Hill with Doo-Wop. Before I go, I need to tell you about a special party. It is a 3CR International Women's Day party. It's on March 8th, which is tomorrow if you're listening to us live. It's at 4 to 8 p.m. There's going to be music, food, good vibes. Um, we also have Ajak who will be presenting, which is very exciting. Um, that is it from me. As you know, we are on Instagram at 3cr.diasporablues. You can also email us if you have any interesting stories or if there's like any events that you want us to promote. 
Obviously, these things have to align with what we do at Diaspora Blues. But if you are interested, hit us up on 3cr.diasporablues at gmail. Taking us away is Solange with Losing You. And after us is Paul Factor with Urban Voices.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.